And so he sat there for a while and he imagined how delicious it will be. And when he actually did taste a berry, he almost fainted from how, how good it felt. You know, he almost fainted from the uh, taste of it because he truly believed how yummy it will be. And so, you know, he said that he, it was the most delicious berry in his life. And, you know, after I saw that example, I spent so much time thinking about how I see things in life because it, you know, it has something to do with our uh, understanding and seeing little details in life. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 180 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC, to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev, to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev, to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to the Vatican Church, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future, and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians, and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai. And top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places. Because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people, and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today 
Ekaterina Poltoratska. Kate is a Flex alumna, 2019, originally from Zaporizhia. She won her second big grant to study in the United States. So right now, she is a freshman at Berea College in Kentucky. Her major is business administration with a concentration in management. Kate is also an artist, a guitar player, a nail master, as well as a cross-country runner. She is now, as well, a YBIT project management volunteer, youth bringing immigrants together. Kate, how are you today? Hello, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. I am happy to have you here. And let's begin with something emotional when you really want to feel alive, to enjoy a wonderful moment. What is an activity that is dear and near to your heart? Oh, that's a wonderful question. Thank you. Um, you know, I would say that what makes me feel really good is learning. So I'm actually in love with learning. And not only it is my college classes, uh, but it's also just things outside of um, academics or um, work. So let's say I always try to explore and uh, learn new things. For example, I have so many uh, hobbies that, you know, it wouldn't be enough for me to list all of them or like one hour wouldn't be enough. Um, I, I do so many things. I play my guitar. Um, I also love learning about psychology, photography. I love uh, video making or video editing. And then I also love running. I love reading books. I also draw and paint. Uh, I love tutoring or let's say um, web development. Um, also learning languages. Uh, I'm also very passionate about project management. So it's many, many things that, you know, just learning and exploring those make me very, very happy. Yes, so many things, so much diversity and variety. And if you were to think about something they all have in common, what could this be? I would say it's self-education because... For me, just to be on my own and enjoy learning um, is something that teaches me a lot of uh, life lessons. So sometimes it's, it's very different from just school classes because you are being taught by someone. But when you actually try to learn something by yourself, it's very different because you, you don't just just practice. You also do research and also you make mistakes and you learn how to solve those problems. So, you know, it's like, I also love setting big aims and, you know, with those um, hobbies and I love slowly reaching them because it takes, it takes a big understanding of the importance of taking baby steps because, you know, achieving goal is like, climbing a mountain, you fall many times, you, you know, everything could hurt, everything aches, and then you feel like giving up sometimes, but eventually you collect your thoughts, you get yourself ready, and, you know, you keep moving further. So this is something that um, all of those things give me. So it's a lot of life experience, and I just learned how to... Um, overcome little mistakes and problems. Thank you. 
So self-education, life lessons, baby steps, and it's like climbing a mountain where at some point your body will ache, you'll feel like giving up, but you will collect yourself and baby step yourself forward, correct? Yes, that's absolutely correct. And when you reach your goals, what is the metaphor for that? That is different to climbing a mountain. I would say it's like standing outside when the wind is very strong and it's blowing in your face and you feel free. That's with the metaphor for it. That's what I feel like. When I'm when I reach the goal, I feel so alive. I, I feel so free. Like the wind is blowing through me and I just feel, I get filled with harmony, you know, well-being, and just, I get happy. Yes. So you're outside, the wind is blowing, and you feel free, you feel alive, you feel filled with harmony, and you get happy, correct? Yes. Yes. And what else gives you that feeling of the wind blowing in your face and in your body, and you're filled with harmony and get happy? Um, there is one more thing that I recently learned. Um, I, was, I was reading a book. It's called 45 Tattoos of an Individual. And once I came across an amazing example that really changed my life because it made me reevaluate my life. So the author of the book described, he gave a really nice example of an experiment in which a guy um he was going to eat a lot um a small blueberry and he spent a lot of time on just looking at it and imagining about he was imagining how this blueberry absorbed the energy of the sun and you know all of the nutritional power of let's say a pouring rain and so he sat there for a while and he imagined how delicious it will be. And when he actually did taste a berry, he almost fainted from how, how good it felt. You know, he almost fainted from the uh, taste of it because he truly believed how yummy it will be. And so, you know, he said that he, it was the most delicious berry in his life. And, you know, after I saw that example, I spent so much time thinking about how I see things in life because it, you know, it has something to do with our uh, understanding and seeing little details in life. So I was thinking, do I give those things in my life enough meaning? And, you know, my final answer was no at that moment because and it, in that very minute of realization of that thing, I went on a balcony, I remember that, <laughs> I went on a balcony and I looked outside and I was like trying to see some things that I would give him a little bit more meaning because, you know, that meaning gives us a little bit more happiness, at least to me. And so I stared at my, stared at my old street when I lived for my whole life and I was trying to see some beauty in it. And, you know, I didn't see it at, at first. And I remember one quote, it said, um, Happiness is not an ideal of reason, but of imagination. And even though I, I have been an artist for a while, I didn't really have that big of imagination. 
And you know, that very quote hit me that very minute when I was trying to make that moment special on that balcony. I still don't know how, but I saw the beauty eventually. Uh, you know, I started seeing little details I haven't noticed before, or the ones that I thought were very ugly. And, you know, since then, I feel like I did see and I received the true meaning of happiness because I can finally give things more meaning and I could see more details. And now I feel like I can consider myself a very happy person just because I have that ability of seeing beautiful things around me. And, you know, just like I said, I also get filled with a lot of harmony and I feel great with myself. You know, I think listening and noticing small things around me should be emphasized more and not just me. It should be emphasized around other people because, you know, the tiniest details will bring a little bit more understanding and harmony in our lives and minds. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, that story of the guy who looked at the blueberry for a while, thought of all the nutrients going there, of the sun, of how tasty it will be, and spent time doing that, noticing and imagining the details. Because as you said, happiness is a, an ideal of imagination. And although you are an artist, you didn't develop a big imagination and you didn't pay attention to the small things. And when he tasted it, he almost fainted from how tasty, yummy, and delicious it was. And you thought about your own perspective on life and you went on the balcony and tried again and again to notice the beauty and the details. At first, it was difficult, but over time, you opened that part of yourself to fill yourself with harmony and get happy. Did I understand correctly? Yes, that is very true. And how is the story of the blueberry guy similar to the mountain climbing or the hill climbing? Or what needs to change in your thoughts about mountain climbing metaphor to make it more similar to how yummy that blueberry gets? That's a very nice question. And it's it's a complicated one, but I still see one perspective between those two. I would say, you know, while I'm climbing a mountain, it is it is very hard. And since it's very hard, sometimes we just forget to enjoy it. You know, we just focus on the pain, we focus on the problems. And that very problem of not enjoying it the process is that what makes our life, um, I wouldn't say worse, but not as enjoyable as it could be. And so with that blueberry, I would say there is a um, there is a connection because when I'm climbing a mountain, I should probably just look around and try to give some more meanings to that mountain, just like with a berry. I should imagine how, I should just look from from a little bit more um far and i just look at that mountain and i see how beautiful it is how tall it is and i should understand that you know that um height of that mountain is something that's going to make me stronger and then when i reach the top of the mountain 
I will see how successful I am because of how much meaning I gave to that mountain. So it's not just about um, overcoming some problems, but it's also about giving some problems, uh, those problems, some understanding. So you have to understand and learn from those. So that's how those are connected, even though it might be a little bit confusing, and I apologize if it is. It's perfect. So understanding, noticing the details, how tall it is. And when you arrive to the top, you will notice how successful you are, but also paying attention to the details. Well, when you are out and the wind is blowing in your face and body, is that only possible at the top of the mountain? Or are there parts of the mountain where there is a lot of wind and space to feel that harmony? Of course, you know, it's all, again, it's all about the berry. (laughs) Uh, So during the process of climbing a mountain, you know, it's very important to just stop for a second and try to enjoy the moment, even though it could be very, very hard because you are aching. And that totally makes sense. But um, it is very understandable because, you know, when we're uh, in pain or something's wrong with our lives, we don't really see that happiness and we're not trying to taste that happiness and, you know, see and feel that wind blowing in our face. But it is important to just stop for a second and enjoy that and think about how this is going to make me stronger. Think about how how happy you are at the moment just to be alive. And, you know, think about things that you already have in your life. So, yeah, that's that's it. Just stop for a second and be grateful for what you have and how great it will feel when you and your um when you are at the destination meaning and you said taste happiness please define these four things that i'm gonna say now and how do you think they're related together in your mind happiness harmony meaning and the blueberry (laughs) uh okay well, you know, if I was, if you asked me that question like two years ago when I was very immature and not experienced, and I'm not saying I'm very experienced, but I've had some things in my life that made me a lot stronger. Anyway, if you asked me uh, this question a few years ago, I would probably say they are not connected. But now I, yeah, I can definitely see some connection. I would just say, you know, just like, as I said before, just like with that blueberry and it's not about the berry itself it's about the way we interact with it and the way we um the it's about the experience with that blueberry so the way you um perceive that blueberry and the taste of it that's exactly how you perceive your life so that's exactly how how you're going to get happy. If you pay attention to your life and you find meanings and you're trying to get the best out of your life and your problems and some um, barriers that you have encountered, 
And that's when you will be happy. At least that's that's my perspective. And that's when you can faint from the uh, taste of that, that berry, if that makes sense. Of course, it it's sounds a metaphor. wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And how is that related to self-study and life lessons through that? And again, yes, uh, during your trip, you know, during your um, mountain climbing uh, process, you will learn many things just from yourself. Let's imagine that you're climbing that mountain all by yourself. There's no people around you. It's just you and the mountain. And of course, while you're climbing it, you'll be having so many thoughts some of them will be like all at once and you'll be lost for a second or maybe for for a few minutes or maybe for a few hours it's it really depends on the person because to me you know i would be very lost for a while but then when you start thinking and thinking and thinking and then you under you start understanding more things and you learn new things about yourself and the surroundings and that's when you get more educated and not by some schools or some teachers or some other people but all that that education comes from your inner world so that's how they're connected thank you so could it be said that someone is climbing that mountain and they're noticing the details and thinking and their thoughts are teaching them by themselves without a teacher or anything some lessons and they're imagining how they will be at the top when the wind is in their face and they have a magical pocket full of unlimited berries and they take one each time they learn something new and just almost faint from the taste, which reduces the aches a lot and increases the harmony. And that's how they feel life flows in the best way. Is this correct? Yeah, I really like the way you summarized it. It, it sounds really good, especially with the pocket full of um, berries. It sounds really nice, yes. Thank you. And you said a trip. So a trip means someone is somewhere and they're going to another place. So when you arrive to the top of the mountain, is it done? I don't think it's done. It's just the beginning of a new adventure, at least to me. I feel like, you know, every time you reach a goal, it, it should give you a little bit more motivation and encouragement to go further. At least that works with me like every time I reach a little you know it's it's just a tiny step for me it's a yeah it's just a little encouragement for me to move on and do more I'm always motivated to do more and that's what probably moves me uh further in my life like I always strive to do more and more and more thank you and I have a lot of questions but what kind of harmony is harmony. You mentioned it seven times so far, so define it. Uh, harmony. I feel like harmony is just happiness with yourself. Like you, you accept yourself and your life and what you already have. And of course, it's good to strive for more. That's wonderful. But 
it's just really important to accept yourself and embrace everything that you have in your life. And how is Harmony similar to a trip to Thailand where you go surfing on the waves in perfect weather and drink coconut water? Uh, well, uh, when I said a trip, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a trip to like a particular place or a different country. For me, trip could be also just a little adventure and it doesn't have to be far away from your home. It could just be, you know, climbing a mountain, even, you know, reaching the top of the mountain. It's going from a from point A to point B, which is already a trip, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, an island or a different country. Um, so yeah, it, yeah, it's just, it could be a little, uh, just a little trip to a different uh, neighborhood. It doesn't matter. You can just take a walk all by yourself and you can get filled with that harmony. From point A to point B, And what is missing about that metaphor of the trip to Thailand to make it a perfect fit? That's a, that's a wonderful question as well. Um, if, yeah, if I look at the Thailand, I would just say if you truly want to be there, like, you know, if you're ready, like mentally ready to go there, that's what matters. If you are accepting yourself and your life at the moment, then you, no matter what, you'll be happy in the Thailand. Um, no matter who you have with you, no matter what you're doing there, even if it's just a one-day trip to Thailand and you just do nothing, you just, you know, enjoy the sun uh, or you, I don't know, do surfing. It, it doesn't matter because as long as you are feeling well and you are enjoying the moment, that's what matters. Yes, if you are enjoying the moment, feeling good about yourself, satisfied with your life, then anywhere you go, you will be there fulfilled, correct? Yes, absolutely. And how is that fulfillment or completeness or being happy in the moment? How is it similar to a metaphor you might come up with? And again, it's all about giving some meaning to it you know if you go to a different country and you and you feel like okay this is going to be a new step in my life this is going to give me so much experience and so much um nice memories then you gave it some meaning and then you'll enjoy it and eventually just like with the blueberry you will enjoy it from the first minute to the last minute because in that particular example that i provided um in the beginning he was He was imagining and he was enjoying it, even, even just looking at it. He was already enjoying the moment because he could just imagine those little things that he will be um, feeling at the moment he tries and tastes a berry. So just like with that, you, will, you should be enjoying um, that trip from the beginning if you are ready for it mentally. And if you um, just try to enjoy that very moment yes if you try to enjoy the mountain climbing because you're ready for it and enjoy every detail and add meaning then you will enjoy it from beginning to the end correct yes and tell me about guitar is music something very important in your life 
Um, yes, I wouldn't say I'm a great musician, of course, uh, because I only started playing my guitar like a year ago. And it's not like I actually practice it much. I started playing a guitar just because I like the sound and I always loved, you know, hearing the strings and all of those uh, chords that make beautiful sounds. And again, I was doing self-learning. I never actually had a tutor to teach me how to play guitar. And again, I had my ups and downs while trying to play guitar and this was another adventure for me. You know, I, yeah, I wasn't feeling good about playing a guitar because I felt like I wasn't doing it well. Um, but eventually I overcame those thoughts and now I feel a little bit better. And usually uh, playing a guitar could give me a little bit more happiness when I feel down. Yes. So playing the guitar gives you a bit more happiness when you feel down and learning the guitar without a tutor was an adventure where you went from point A going forward towards point B and you had moments where your body ached but you overcame and kept going and now you play it much better, correct? Yes, it's true. And it seems from everything you say you're highly visual. So I'm very curious, how do you perceive the sounds? Do you see them in a visual way? Do you see them as colors or as notes in the air somewhere? Or is it really auditory 1000%? You are very correct about me being a completely visual person. (laughs) That is very true. From from my childhood, I, I always was visual. I loved pictures. I loved picturing and Um, coloring or drawing, painting, crafting. I I did all kinds of things, you know, artsy things. And now when I play some music, I wouldn't say that I see it in colors, but I can say that I sometimes I just imagine some pictures in my mind when I'm singing something along with playing my guitar. Um, So usually if if it's a song or if a song... Um, if I have some memories with that song or, um, yeah, sometimes I can just imagine things that I have, yeah, I have some connection with and that gives me some pictures in my mind. That's true. And do you use pictures when goal setting, like you imagine the, um, wind in your face or you imagine the finished goal or you do some manifesting or goal setting or anything like that using using your visual ability or this is just your own daydreaming enjoying of putting meaning to the blueberry um thank you for asking that's that's another good question um you know it's it's i actually do like setting aims and goals and i love planning that's another thing about me i really do enjoy planning and organizing things and when i do try to plan something i usually try to visualize it um let's say if i'm just planning my week yeah i just i would just use a planner i would just write things down but when i try to plan some further events in my life, I would be trying to actually imagine them big. 
So I would maybe look at some pictures and I would think about, oh, I will do this uh, differently or I would do this kind of the same. So, yeah, I will I will say that it is important for me to visualize things that I would like to have in my life. Yes. And you said you're fascinated and interested in project management, correct? Yes. Yes. How do you use your visual ability in project management? And do you see projects in some visual, interesting, metaphorical way, like a machine or a journey or an A to B adventure or something like that? Um, yeah, well, I am very passionate about project management. That is true. Uh, because when I was, after after I, um, I was a flex um student so i went to the united states and then when i came back after my exchange here i became a flex uh, representative in my city of zaporizhia and i started organizing many impactful projects and events because my task my task was to encourage alumni involvement by just organizing different activities you know it could be either professional or personal development events um, and even now, I'm a part of YBIT, which is an organization that like brings uh, immigrants together. And I just feel like it really gives me a lot of happiness when I do it, because first of all, I like planning, I like organizing. And second of all, I feel, I don't know, I could just say that I feel happy when I uh, bring people together. And I do like visualizing how my event is going to look like. Um, I try to come up with some pictures in my head that would allow me to see if the project is going to actually do well to those people who attend the project. So I would, I'm always trying to understand if people would actually be interested in the project or if they will get any life lessons from that project. Um, that is very important for me to understand and analyze, or firstly analyze and then understand if this will be impactful enough. Thank you. And you mentioned it's important for you to bring people together. Tell me more about that. Um, yeah, I uh, I used to be a little bit more uh, extroverted um, because... You know, I was a flex student and I had to talk to so many people. I had so many connections and I still do. But um, as I'm growing up, I feel like it's it's just vanishing a little bit um, anyway. But I've always I've always been a leader, I would say. Uh, a lot of people told me that I'm a I'm a truly born leader and I always enjoyed uh, working in teams and leading people. I always love helping people, um, if especially if it's something that I'm very experienced in or if I have a lot of knowledge in a field. And, of course, I love just sharing my knowledge and my life experience with other people. And it's not just being a boss in a team. It's actually about helping people to find their meaning. Again, it all comes back to meaning. <laughs> Thank you. And then what is the meaning of leadership if you are to define it? Because some people might understand it in different ways. 
You said you're a natural born leader, or at least people say that. You're like leading teams. What is the essence of leadership? And what is your own method, if there is any? Um, yeah, it's a wonderful question. Thank you. I just think being a leader, it should be. So the goal of being a leader is to bring the team together and make it work, at least for me. So I feel like, you know, if a team is led by a good person, like the person that could actually help the team, then the team will do great. That's what matters um, in teams, you know. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's making it work. Thank you. And I noticed in your metaphor about mountain climbing or even self-study, it's you challenging yourself to get the lessons, which is not as extroverted as you said that was vanishing the extroverted side. Are you more of an introvert or do you find that challenging yourself alone allows you to grow more in order to be a better leader? Okay, yeah, um, that's a good point. I feel like now when I'm growing up even more and not just with age, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like life experiences, um, I feel like, yes, I'm getting a little bit more introverted only because I, I don't know how this happened, but since I, I started self-education, I felt like this is giving me a lot more experience and knowledge. And that's exactly how, what made me grow so much. So, yeah, even with the mountain climbing, it's, yeah, because I'm, I'm pretty sure if I would be climbing that mountain, of course, it's a metaphor, but anyway, if I'm, if I'm on an adventure with someone, it's, it would be a lot different to me. That's why I probably enjoy being on my own while trying to um, get some new life lessons. But of course, I still do enjoy I do enjoy uh, working with people and talking with people. I, I still am very extroverted and that makes me feel um, appreciated and I love the attention I can get from people. So I, I can't really tell you if I'm introverted or extroverted. I, I'm, I'm something in between. You're an ambivert then. Yes, and yes, correct. Tell me more about nail art is it something that you try to express your personality in and therefore maybe there are different patterns or colors that are for you representative of who you are or is it that each time your mood dictates what will be the final results there and therefore you work on it to express more of the mood of the day or your consistent personality side um, thank you. I feel like this question uh, is more about just art in general, because my nail art, um, it, it, it's not even a business, but, you know, just a nail art in general. It's, it's not something that just makes me happy. Like, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm just now exploring that side of um, that hobby. Uh, I've been just I've been just doing that for a while, and I was just doing that for myself. But now, when I do it, to wait, other wait, people... because this is too good. You are exploring, 
that side. Tell me about that because that is not climbing the mountain. So before climbing the mountain, there is an exploring the side. Well, how does that work? How do you imagine it? I feel like when I was saying about exploring uh, one side of my life or whatever it is, I, I feel like I was talking about just exploring about my artistic abilities and my artistic side. Because I am very artistic. I'm very creative. That's that's um, something about me, something to define me. Um, but because since I've been uh, doing arts uh, since I was a kid, like literally I was six years old when I uh, went to an art school. And then I spent nine years in an art school and I graduated with honors. And After that, I felt like it's not going to be my uh, career, but I do want to make it my hobby. And I do want to make it something that will bring a little bit more light into my life. And so now I'm trying to explore that side of my art um, or my art side. And um, this is one of the things that I can apply my art to. So doing nail art, it's not as artsy as it could be yet, but I'm striving to be there. Um, and honestly, I can't really tell that it's it's a way for me to express all of my emotions because it's not. Usually people do their nails uh, just plain or, you know, just like uh, neutral colors. So it's not really that artsy as I expected it to be, but it's still a hobby and I enjoy it. Thank you. And you said art brings light to your life, correct? Yes, absolutely. What kind of light is light? Uh, Okay, so people that are uh, in love with art just like I am would understand me definitely. And hopefully you'll understand it too and uh, all people. But it's, it's not something that every person experiences i feel like that's that's not because um art could just give me some it's it's time when i can just relax and i have i can release all of my bad emotions into a canvas and it doesn't necessarily mean that i do the you know um what's it called the um expressionalism um it's not like I just express all of my emotions into a canvas. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that I just pour all of the colors on the canvas. It could just be something that I can spend time working on. So the time is what heals me. And the time is what makes me think and, again, find the meaning uh, of different things. Let's say I'm having a bad day and something happened in my life. So what I could do is I could either play a guitar and just, you know, picture some good things um, that are associated with those songs that I'm playing. Or I could just do some art. I could paint something and, you know, just warm colors or not necessarily warm colors. It could be any colors. And I could paint something that would release those bad emotions. So art could even heal me sometimes. Yes, art can heal you, and when you spend time, what's the relationship between light and spending time doing art? Um, that light is 
the final result of what I have, but not a final result on the canvas, but a final result in my head. It's the emotions that I get after I finish the art piece. It's that um, lightness inside of me. That's the light I was talking about. And how is that lightness similar or different to harmony? It's probably really close to that harmony. But harmony for me isn't necessarily just that pleasant feeling after I finished a piece of art. Harmony is more is more of a broad subject to think about because harmony should be a little bit more long-term than just that light after uh, I do something nice or something that I enjoy. So light would just be kind of... Um, short-term and harmony is more of a long-term um, thing yes thank you so if i understood you correctly when you're climbing the mountain and stop to enjoy the details that is light when you arrive to the top of the mountain that is harmony correct that is yes that is perfect i love that so point a is there is no light and harmony point b is harmony and on the way, when you're overcoming, you need sometimes to recharge your motivation through light. Correct. Oh, that sounds very good. Yes. Thank you. And tell me then about you as a person. When people, if you were to spend a perfect day, let's say you have everything solved, you cured all the diseases in the world, you made the whole world perfect, and you have a full day to yourself to do anything that you wish that will be a masterpiece day. Where would you be? What would be the season? When would you wake up? What would you do first, second, and third to make that day absolutely amazing? Uh, thank you for the question. I feel like it's it's a wonderful question. Um, it's a, it's also a very complicated question because every time I think about it, it changes from time to time. And so as of right now, when I feel like for that harmony or to reach that harmony, I just want to be, um, I just want to be with my family and I just want to enjoy that time with my family. And also in that free day of mine, I would probably do some art as well. Uh, and even though I wouldn't be having any problems, I would just want to actually enjoy that time that I'm spending with my family and doing some art. And I definitely wouldn't spend that day uh, watching something or, you know, just spending time on my phone, uh, I would just try to take everything possible out of that day. I would be try to be productive. I would try to be productive and I would try to do things that I enjoy so much because not every day I have a, I have an option to do those. And that's, that's something bad. Sometimes it just makes me feel sad because I would like to do it more. So a perfect day for me would be just a day without any problems, any overthinking about those problems, about any barriers. I would just want to be in harmony with myself while doing things that I enjoy. Thank you. So it'll be a day of harmony and light harmony through family, 
light through art, correct? Yeah, and I would like to uh, add as well that I maybe I would like to have an adventure as well because again that adventure would give me that light and harmony, a little bit more harmony to my life, which is amazing. Tell me more about adventure because you mentioned that a lot. When you say adventure, what are characteristics that make something an adventure or not? Uh, it's very different for everyone. For me, adventure is just it's any event in your life that you um, personally consider an adventure. So let's say you just in the last minute you decide to go for a walk. And, you know, that could be a little adventure. It doesn't have to be a long adventure that requires um, tens or uh, hundreds of kilometers. It doesn't have to be that. It could just be a little thing that you do over 20 minutes. Um, but if it's something that teaches you something or gives you something new in your life, that would be an adventure to me. It teaches you something or lets you discover something new in your life, correct? Yes. And how can overcoming the barriers and the worry be an adventure? Uh, since we try to overcome those, those problems through some problem solving, so we do something, um, as long as we do something to solve those problems, that's when we learn and that's when we, you know, eventually we get that, that pleasant feeling of being successful in doing something. And that's when we again come to that happiness and harmony. Thank you. And can you tell me about learning to you? What does it really mean to learn? What does it change about who you are or some part of you? Um, yeah, I've... Since I've had so much going on lately, especially, you know, for the past two years um, after I started my uh, huge journey to the uh, United States. And since then, I started, yeah, I really realized that learning is very important for me because it changes my life. It totally changes it because I, I think differently and as long as I think differently, I do things differently. And usually that difference is positive. It's very positive. And I improve myself as a person and I improve the world. And it, it doesn't have to be a big change in the world. It could just be saying something nice to other people, but it changes their uh, mood. And hence, it changes the world. So, um, yeah, it's a very broad um, thing to think about. Um, that makes sense. Thank you. This is really wonderful. And I notice sometimes you use the word trip, sometimes adventure, and now journey. What is the difference between a trip, an adventure, and a journey in your metaphorical thinking way? Um, I honestly don't see any differences. It's the way you interpret it. Uh, for me, either one would be um, things that I do because everything I do is a little trip or adventure or a journey. Uh, it's again, it's the way you, you perceive it. It's the way you interpret it. Um, so yeah, 
It's you who does, who gives some meaning to those things. Thank you. And if we give meaning to things, does it mean that everything is meaningless? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's, I feel like every person has their own meaning to things. So we can't just assume that our meaning has the same meaning as other people's meaning. It's a lot of meaning words in one sentence, but I hope that makes sense because we are all different and we can't just assume that other people has, uh, have the same values as we do. Thank you. And therefore, things don't have meaning in themselves. It's us who put meaning onto things, correct? I wouldn't say that um, all things don't have meanings. I feel like some things are meant to have meanings. Uh, honestly, can't give any examples right now. But yes, you are really correct because we are the ones who use those things or think about those or um, whatever it is, we do give um, meanings to those things. Thank you. And tell me about running. What position or part does it play in your life? Um, thank you. Uh, I used to be running so much. Now I'm not a, as good of a runner as I used to be. Uh, but I truly enjoy running because, again, it's a way of uh, relaxing for me. So I do relax while I'm running. Even though many people would say that, oh, running is hard, you know, you can't breathe, you can't really enjoy it. Because again, just like with, you know, with a journey or a trip, it hurts when you're doing it because it's, it's just physically hard. But this is, again, this is something that gives me lessons. Uh, every time, especially when I had um, 5K races, so it's five kilometers and you have to run them along with other people. Uh, so it's a race, it's a competition, and it's not about being competitive to me, it's about overcoming my fear of not being able to do it. And every time I run, I feel like I take a small step to, again, being in harmony with myself. It all comes to that, it always will. Um, so yeah, I just kind of relax, or and again, I try to... Um, give it meaning and I try to take lessons from running. Thank you. So is everything you do just different sides of taking baby steps to being in harmony with yourself? Uh, that's a way, it, yeah, that's a good way to uh, put it together, yes. It's not just that, but it's a, it's a big part of my life. I, especially after I read that book and I saw that, that example, I really did um, rethought about my life and how I perceive things. So now I'm just trying to be a little bit more deep about things. I'm trying to understand things uh, more deeply. So yes, I would say it's very important to find meanings and uh, how those things change you uh, or what they do to your life and to you. Thank you. And if you were to give advice to any listener who wishes to add some more blueberries to their lives and understand what you think and the realization about the importance, value, and mechanics of meaning, what would you say in order for them to have more meaning 
and more meaningful moments in their lives? Oh, thank you. That's a nice question. Uh, I would just say the only piece of advice that I would give right now is right now, stop and look around yourself and just think about what you see. You may not notice many things. Um, and when you actually do look around and just think about those things in particular, uh, try not to think about things that bother you or a deadline that you have um, tonight. Just just give it a try and notice things around you. And I can say that most likely you will become a little bit happier, just a little bit. And again, it's different for everyone, but that definitely worked for me. And yeah, I would just say that sometimes noticing some details could give you a little bit more meaning uh, to your life. Yes, details and maybe your artistic ability and ability to create details and to see details makes it even easier and more possible to see those details. And to finish this, if people want to communicate with you or if they want to learn more about any projects you're involved with, please share about those projects as well as your social media and the social media of such projects. Uh, thank you. That's amazing. Uh, okay, so currently I am uh, working on my YouTube channel where I share uh, my experience studying in the United States. And um, I post different videos for people who are interested in, uh, let's say, either education in the United States or just uh, life in the United States. So if you are interested, you can always subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is, uh, it's the, um, what's it called? The America, um, like with English letters, or you can type it with Russian letters. Uh, or also I, um, I worked as a YBIT, um, project manager, uh, management volunteer, and we are working on a few events. So that's a wonderful, wonderful project that helps so many immigrants all around the world. And we have different um, ideas for programs. We also have language programs. We uh, try to we are very passionate about helping people, especially with immigration, because most of us are immigrants and we strive to help um, teens and just youth to enjoy what they have uh, when they move to a different country. So if you are one of those people or if you just feel like you could be interested in listening or learning more uh, things, then you could definitely follow us. And if you just... Um, type Y-B-I-T, which is Youth Bringing Immigrants Together. That's how you can find us uh, online. So, and also I have Instagram, um, which is uh, P-O-L dot uh, K-A-T-Y-A-A-A-A. -A -A -A. Uh, those are pretty much my uh, projects for right now and my social media. So, yeah. Thank you, Kate. I'll make sure to write them in the description so it's easy for people to copy and paste and use. And I wish you really light, adventure, and harmony. 
Thank you very much. I enjoyed talking to you and I loved all of your questions. Thank you.